This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering your lawn and garden questions this Saturday, the 20th day of August. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Denny. It's so great to talk to you. And to you as well, as always. Uh, we have uh, had, I'm not about sure about you know, your neighborhood, but we had some good rain the other day. We did have some nice rain. It was just wonderful to see it coming down. And look at those plants responding to it and actually going, rain, yay. And I, 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 want to ask, I heard them outside. It was very nice. <laughs> they, they were that happy. They were that, that happy. Vocal. Were uh, that vocal. What, what about our lawns? I know that this is uh, the, these cool weather grasses we have here. Uh, it looks like they're responding for the most part. I have a lot of dry areas that I'm not sure will come back. But mm-hmm. is that kind of typical? I mean, uh, will they come back after all this dryness? You know, Denny, that's really typical, and it depends upon how healthy they were going into the into the drought and how you've responded, and then what your soil type is and your soil conditions and if you have the right grass in the right place. So there's so many, it's, you know, as a master gardener, my favorite response is it depends because it yeah. really does depend. But what I would um, stress that people do is um, now that the lawns are coming out and hopefully we're into a period where we'll see more cooler weather, uh, in the evenings and then some heavy dews and maybe rains and things like that. Um, and if, even if the drought per, uh, persists, um, just watch your lawn. And if you do see some stuff that isn't coming back, just wait just maybe a week or two more. And then if you want to start overseeding those areas, you can. But but take care of your lawn um, as best as you can. Uh, if you want to supplement those drier areas, maybe with a little extra water and just see if that promote some growth you could try that otherwise i would just wait and see before i would get too radical about redoing my whole lawn or anything like that we do have a few chances smaller chances of rain this coming week usually when mm-hmm. uh, the way it looks wednesday thursday friday but we'll we'll, we'll see and maybe today even a little bit right and you if, know it's not only the grass but it's the humidity oh so yeah when we have these warm days and it's humid and then it cools down at night you get a lot of condensation you get a lot of dew on the ground and then if your grass is tall enough, it can capture that dew and just, just funnel it down to the roots. So that's one reason. And then, then the taller grass, of course, as it's taller, it shades the soil so the soil doesn't get hit by the sun as quickly. and doesn't dry out as quickly. So that just gives those roots a little more opportunity to grab some moisture. 
Yeah, good point. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, you know how busy we tend to get if you're a regular listener. Call us or text us. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is answering your questions uh, this uh, morning. 651-461-9226. You can either make it a phone call or a text with that number. 651-461-9226. Speaking of phone calls, let's grab a call here from uh, Tom calling in from Lakeville this morning. Tom, what is your question for uh, Teresa? Um, yes, I, uh, thanks for the show. It's great. Um, uh, I have planted like 30 arbavitas, uh, they're American pillar, uh, in my backyard as a border. And I went and put uh, like a five-foot um, border of um, uh, uh, wood chips. And I used a black cloth underneath it. Um, and I planted the trees every five feet apart. Um, I'm having problems with grass coming through, and then I'm I'm wondering, uh, and then there's mushrooms growing in the wood chips. Is that bad? And then also, should I be, they're about three foot tall, should I be wrapping them this winter so they don't um, get uh, weather burnt? Um, but um, I'll hang up and uh, I'll listen. All right. Thank you. Tom, thanks for being a long t- uh, listener. Thank you for that. Um, and that's a really good question. This is a great time to start thinking about how you're caring for your plants, and especially with those newly planted. Now, arborvitaes, they're an evergreen. So what you want to do is make sure you have a soaker hose or a drip hose out there um, that you're watering them very, very, very well. The grass coming through the wood chips, um, you're just going to have to take care of that, pull it out, um, scratch it out, whatever you can do, get rid of the grass. And the wood chips are good. They're a good, nice mulch for that those arborvitaes. Now, the mushrooms in the wood chips are not a problem. That just shows that decomposition is happening. And as the wood chips decompose, they turn into a nice compost. And if you didn't have the black fabric there, they'd be able to sink into the soil and feed the soil. Um, but now there's a barrier between them, so less, less nutrition will get down to the soil. The most important thing is to water those arborvitae until the ground is nearly frozen. And I don't mean all the time. You just want them to have at least an inch of water a week, if not a little bit more. If they're going to be very exposed, they're out in a section where they're going to get a hit by a lot of the northwest wind or the southwest sun, which pretty much is all the directions that there is. But depending upon how, how windy your conditions are, you may want to. You can wrap them. Uh, I would wrap them lightly with just a simple little burlap and wait till the ground is frozen to do that after you've watered very, very well. Otherwise, I would just build uh, a little barrier for them, like take some burlap between two sticks and just put up a little, like a little screen between the either the harsh wind or the harsh sun, whichever one they're going to get hit by. And just that barrier, and just put that barrier out about a foot away from the tree. That barrier gives a little shade or it gives a little wind break. And then you can still see the arborvitaes behind or in front of it, depending upon which way that works. You can wrap them, but you don't really, you shouldn't have to if you've planted the right plant in the right place and you give them enough moisture going into the winter. The first year, the first four or five years are going to be really critical so to get those roots down because there are larger shrubs into the winter. The first year, the first four or five years are going to be really critical so to get those roots down because there are larger shrubs, shrubs, so you want them to be nice and strong. Hope that helps you, Tom. Good luck with all your arborvitaes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tell you what, I want to alert Paul and Diane. You're going to be next up on the phone, and we have text messages to answer as well. If you have either a lawn or garden question and you want to call it in or text it in, here is the number, 651-461-9226. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those questions this morning on our Smart Garden Show. Uh, Right now in the Twin Cities, temperature reading hasn't really changed for about three or four hours. It's still currently 65 degrees Chance of showers today. We expect uh, highs today around 76, but a sunny day tomorrow with uh, highs near 79 degrees. Again, right now in, in the Twin Cities, 65 degrees. Stay with us. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday on 830 WCC in the 8 o'clock hour. This morning, uh, Teresa Rooney, our master gardener friend, is answering your uh, lawn or garden questions this morning via text or phone call. And we have a bunch of both, Teresa, uh, as usual. Yes. Uh, Let's get back to it. I think uh, Paul is first up here on the phone calling in from Roseville this morning. Thanks for waiting, Paul. What is your question for Teresa? Good morning, Denny. Uh, Teresa, we have a 20-year-old Royal Star Magnolia tree, and for the past month it has been absolutely crawling with flies and wasps, and now we find it is infected with huge scales. How do these things get there? What are they going to do to the tree, and what can we do to fight them? Okay, Paul, that's Magnolia scale, and it has killed a lot of magnolia in the cities. Uh, We found it about maybe 10 years ago, I think it is. It will kill your tree if you don't treat it. Uh, So what you can do is I would contact an arborist and have them help you to figure out if the tree is uh, able to be saved still. You can scratch the scale off. You can um, remove the scale. They're little insects that come in, and then as they're, uh, when they're young, they're crawlers and they move around, but as they turn into adults, then they put a little hard shell over their backs and then they suck out the juices of the tree. And as they're sucking out the juices, sometimes you will get um, the extra, the uh, excess sugars they excrete out and that will draw the flies and the wasps 
It will also sometimes get your the leaves looking shiny and sticky, and then the leaves sometimes get black because mold is growing on that. A, a little sooty mold is growing on that. Sugar water basically is what's been sprayed on that um, or what's been dripped down by the insects. So it's a little insect. You can scrape it off a 20-foot tree. You're probably not going to be able to do that. You may be able to get a systemic in there and kill that off, but it's going to be a long, hard battle. I would contact a professional arborist to help you with that to see if the tree is able to be saved. All right, you know what I think we might have you do is I think you may have Call in on the phone? No, no, no. I think you may have removed your windscreen, as we uh, say. And uh, you do that. I'm going to have uh, Diane call in now from uh, St. Paul. And Verna, you're going to be next up. We've got uh, text messages as well. Again, here's the number for either 651-461-9226 for Master Gardener. Teresa Rooney. All right, let's uh, grab a call from Diane calling in from St. Paul uh, this morning. Thank you, Diane. What is your question for Teresa? I have a maple tree that I've been told by an arborist that it was planted too deep and it was losing its leaves way too early last year. And so he came in and he said the tree was gurgled. The roots were gurgled. So he came in and he dug out all around the tree I don't know what he did to the roots, but this tree is now losing its leaves rapidly. What I want to know is next year, is it going to come back okay? Okay, so Diane, what has happened is the tree is girdled like a lady wears a girdle, um, and there's a root that has turned back against the trunk of the tree, and it's strangling it. So I wish they would call them strangling roots instead of girdling roots, but that's strangling the tree. So hopefully what the arborist did is he dug down and found those roots that are turning back, that are girdling the tree, that are restricting the tree growth, and um, they have, he cut those roots. So you should be able to now see that the tree goes into the ground and there's no roots strangling it anymore. Uh, with, the, with the weather we've had, I would definitely give the tree some extra water as much as you possibly can and hope for the best. I don't know whether or not the tree will come back if he saved it in time or if it's just been so stressed over the years of being girdled that it can't recover from the drought. It really depends on how healthy the tree is and whatever you can do to help the tree. And that would be to to supplement the water as much as you can. And Diane, good luck with your maple. And a text earlier, uh, thank you for the call, by the way. a text earlier about the changing the type of manure for their garden, and they said this year they're not having as good a luck. They've gone from cow to donkey. Would that have made a, a difference in the type of uh, that kind of fertilizer, do you think? You know, every fertilizer is different, and it really depends. I, I don't know anything about donkey manure. I have seen no no reference on it at all. Um, if they purchase it at the at the local garden center or wherever they purchased it from, I would then, if that was the case, if they just got it from a donkey farm, that's something I can't help them with. Yeah. But if they go back to where they purchased it and let them know what they're seeing, uh, if it was a bagged product, it should be able to have some nutrient information on the outside of the package that might help them. Um, otherwise, they may want to just supplement with some compost or something right now um, in their veggie garden because they're mostly annuals there, and you can keep feeding your annuals and keep supplementing your annuals. But I know nothing about donkey manure. I will have okay. to look that one up and do All some right. studying. That'll be Thank your, you for that, texter person. That'll be your homework, I guess. Yes. Uh, let's grab a phone call from uh, Verna, I think, calling in from uh, East Bethel, I believe. Uh, Verna, thank you for waiting. What is your question? 
I have a perennial aster, and it comes up very nicely in the spring and looks good and green. But as the season progresses, the leaves turn brown starting from the bottom and working their way up. What can I do with that? Okay, Berna, that's exactly what the plant is supposed to do. Those leaves at the bottom are old leaves, and they're often shaded out. They may be getting um, not enough sunshine. They may be getting some extra water splashed up from when the rains come and hit the asters, and maybe they're just too waterlogged or they're getting a fungal disease. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what happens to plants with older leaves. The older leaves at the bottom will often do that. What you might want to do is make sure that there's as much air circulation around the plant as possible and just accept that that's what that plant does. If you want to, you could cut it back by one-third by the 4th of July. That'll make a shorter plant. It'll bloom a little more in a mounded area, and you'll have more blooms that may cover up some of those um, naked naked legs, as I call them. Um, or you could just plant other plants in front of it so you don't have to look at the naked legs. But uh, a lot of our taller perennials will get this where the stems just get bare. So that should help you with your asters. Good luck with that. Once in a while, as you know, uh, Teresa, we talk about the Master Gardener programs and you being a Master Gardener. This texter wants to know, if you know, how do you sign up for the Master Gardener program if you live in Dakota County? Oh, that's an excellent question. So I would go to your uh, Dakota County Extension website, and they'll have a sign-up right there. You can also go to the extension.umn.edu and click on the Yard and Garden tab and scroll down. And one of the questions is how to become a Master Gardener. You can click on that, too. And now is the time that you want to start applying to become a Master Gardener. Uh, the counties do start um, taking applications now. They start their application process. And then classes will begin in January, February, when, when you, um, if you're accepted into the program. And to my mind, a Master Gardener is somebody who loves to learn about gardening, loves to share that information with their community, and wants to share research-based information with the community. So if you think you're that kind of a person and you want, even if you want to specialize in some kind of gardening, community garden, gardening with children, gardening with seniors, um, still look into becoming a master gardener because um, it, it, it's just a wonderful place to learn and build your community. And you meet other master gardeners who share the same passionate interest in the plants that you do that maybe other of your family and friends don't do and get a little glazy-eyed when you start talking about your favorite <laughs> perennial or bug or whatever. So go ahead and look into the Master Gardener program. I heartily, heartily um, endorse it. Okay, very good. And I'm not even a politician, and I endorse it. You endorse it. All right, good. Well, uh, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, hang on. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to look at the uh, forecast. I want to alert Dorothy. You're going to be first up here on the phone, and we have uh, text messages to help out here as well to answer here in Newstalk 830 WCCO. Five degrees. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here, along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering those uh, lawn and garden questions. Uh, and, Teresa, again, we have callers and we have texters at 651-461-9226. I want to grab some phone calls, but I don't want to ignore the uh, texters uh, either. Um, there is a, a, a lawn question about fertilizing. When's the best time to apply that fertilizer? This is a good time of year, isn't it, coming up? Uh, coming up, I would still wait just a little bit and then put down your winterizer at the end of the month or into the beginning of September. Use a winterizer. That will be really good for your lawn. Okay. Uh, phone call is next. Dorothy has been waiting there, calling in from Minneapolis, I do believe. Uh, thank you, Dorothy. What is your question for uh, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney? Good morning, Teresa. Yes, I'm having a problem with my raspberries, and I've had this raspberry patch for more than 30 years, and it's never had a problem before. And now the last two to three years, the raspberries are not thriving. They're very short. They don't produce much. I did some research, and it looks like maybe one issue is raspberry cane borer. Um, the tips turn black, and the leaves die on the end of the plant. And I cut the stem open, and I can see the little worm inside there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's only on a few of the canes. And I also see some little piles of sawdust uh, near the uh, ground, and wondering if I've also got crown borers. Um, the um, the canes um, should be, if they're ever bearing, the canes should be coming up for the second uh, uh, batch of canes right now. And they're not doing that. And it's looking mm-hmm. like 
the whole patch is gradually dying out. And I I understand there's not really a something you can spray on to help this right. issue. Right, because the borers are inside and you can't use a systemic because that would make the plant poisonous for you too. So so you're kind of stuck there. Um, this is kind of sometimes that what happens with older raspberry bushes and things, they just reach the end of their life, then they become weaker and they're susceptible to a lot of things. It may be that you have to remove the entire uh, entire raspberries, entire raspberries, um, or the ones that aren't infected, you could save those, just remove the ones that have the problems, Um, add a lot of compost back into the soil, make sure that they're still getting full sun, that the forest canopy or your your trees haven't come over and started to shade them and stress them if you need to relocate them to a sunnier place um, in the fall would be a best time to do that you could go ahead and do that but it may be that your your patches just reach the end it's used up all the nutrition in that area and it's just time to get a new batch of raspberries you can replace them with the same kind as you already had but you get stronger younger plants you might want to consider that and get the area prepped and then put them in in the fall or in the spring if you can get them in the spring would be good too. Good luck with that, Dorothy. Here's a text, then we'll get back to the phones uh, that I can relate to. Texter says, I planted cucumbers this year. They are coming in wonderfully healthy-looking plants. However, the cucumbers are tasteless. I wrote to the seed company, and they said, using miracle Grow on the plants uh, because it can affect the taste because of too much nitrogen. Uh, do you think that's the case? I don't even think I used a miracle Grow, but outside of Sandy, my wife, uh, doctoring it up with vinegar and whatever you can do with the, <laughs> the sliced cucumbers, they are kind of tasteless. And and it could just be because they're um they're they've you've had to supplement with so much water to oh, get them growing, okay. and so that washes out the taste, that dilutes the taste. It's uh, similar if you're growing peppers that you wouldn't want to water them just before you harvest them. You want the, the, the essential oils and the flavor, flavonoids and everything to be concentrated in that. Or if you're, if you're going to grab your herbs, you don't water them just before you water them good a week before so then they can concentrate all their nutrition and all the essential oils and new flavonoids and everything else that makes them so good. Um, so it could just be that they're getting so much water. They're nice and happy but they're just kind of waterlogged. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so it's so it's a fine balance, you know, if if they just get dumped on a lot of water, you want them to grow but you don't want to overwater them and uh, it's just it's just a balance. It's so just, They should have been fun. suffering a little bit. Okay. <laughs> not suffering, but not 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 the waterlogged. Interesting. I, I had not that heard could that. be that could be an option or it could just be if you've selected a variety that's not very flavorful. Yeah, maybe. If, you, if you're growing the same kind you've always grown, then I would look more toward what's happening in its environment. If it's a new variety, I would first of all look at what that variety is supposed to taste like. Very good. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Diane, I think, is on the horn calling in from uh, St. Paul, I do believe, this morning. Thanks, Diane. What is your question for Teresa? Good morning. Thanks so much for your program. I love it. Thank you. Um, my question this morning is about my tomatoes. They have grown. I have a probably nearly a five-foot-tall set of seven or eight plants, and they're shooting up new blossoms over the top of the cages. 
And I'm wondering, is it okay for me to snip out those blossoms that are coming now way up the very top of the plants? My my tomatoes aren't ripening, and I'm sure it's the weather, but uh, I can't imagine that these new blossoms are going to be able to produce anything that'll be edible. Is it okay to just snip that out? Okay, first of all, I want to say, Denny, you have the smartest listeners because they are just getting this. They are getting into this gardening stuff with, like, <laughs> Dorothy researching the boars and the yeah. cane boars. And, and, and then Diane thinking, should I snip those off because they're not going to produce? It's like, yes, Diane, that's exactly what you want to do. Go ahead and snip off all those, all that new growth. It's not going to produce, and it takes energy away. Um, so then focus that energy back again. You guys are pretty pretty soon not even going to need us to come on the air because you've got it all figured out. But, yep, that's totally, you are totally thinking that through correctly, Diane. And now is a good time to top off those Brussels sprouts because it, you don't need to put on more Brussels sprouts. Um, they're not going to grow. They're not going to plump out. You've got to put your energy back into the tomatoes. Go ahead and top those tomatoes and make that tomato just focus on what it's already got. Don't start a new project. Just finish what you're doing there. And that's exactly what you want to do. Smart thinking, Diane. And uh, I, like our listeners, really enjoy and appreciate all the information you and your colleagues bring to this show every week. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff. And you know what we haven't even mentioned yet? Can you we guess? We haven't mentioned the website. Oh, no. my gosh. Extension.umn.edu. <laughs> we'll do that again before you leave us yeah. today. That's a yeah. great uh, great uh, source for a whole lot of information. We'll let uh, Teresa explain that, too, down the road here uh, before she leaves us today. Uh, A texter says this, I have an oak tree that is losing its leaves and branches are sparse. A a, a tree specialist came out, said it has oak wilt. Now, does that mean the whole tree has to come down? I wonder if they could have asked that of the arborist. They could have asked that of the arborist, and I would talk to the arborist, uh, get a tr- get an arborist out there, a certified arborist, to look at that tree. Um, it is, uh, I don't think you can normally prune it out, but sometimes you might be able to. I don't know that you can. It really depends on where it is in the tree, how infected the tree is, but it's possible the tree will have to come down. But I would get an arborist out there sooner rather than later to help you look into that. And in the meantime, as the arborist isn't there yet, start thinking about if worst case scenario that tree has to come down, what can you plant uh, plant in there uh, to get it taking to start something else to, to take its place? Think of another tree you might want to plant. And you could definitely go to the extension website uh, for suggestions on trees that would be good, not just another maple, not an ash, you know, something else that you want to think of putting in there. Yeah. A couple of actually probably more like three uh, questions, text uh, questions about uh, grasshoppers. I've been seeing a few in my yard here the last few weeks or so. And the question, one of them, a couple of actually, uh, do grasshoppers harm lawns? They don't normally harm, harm lawns. They they may do, a. I mean, if we had a huge infestation, they're going to go to other plants instead, though. That's where they want to be a little higher up, a little little with more succulent succulent plants and not be stepped on on the ground. But if there's nothing else for them to eat, they could. But to have that much of an infestation of grasshoppers to do much damage to your lawn would have to be pretty awful. It would pretty be pretty awful. So you should be okay. You shouldn't have to worry about grasshoppers in your lawn. Um, you know, And they are food for a lot of other bugs, too, and birds and things like that. Yeah. Uh, 
it's clover. Now we, we've talked about clover in the past, and and of course the pollinators love it. Uh, but this texter wants to know: Is there anything now to eliminate clover in their yard? Sure. If you don't don't want clover in your yard, you're going to use a broadleaf weed killer. And this is a great time of year coming up toward the fall to use broadleaf weed killers in your lawn. Uh, this is something that you want to spray only on your lawn, and you want to make sure you read and follow the instructions. I would use a spray, not a granular, that it sticks better. Um, and sometimes uh, you don't want to get those too close to your garden because your garden is filled with broadleaf plants. Um, so it doesn't hurt your grass, which is a monocot, but it does hurt all of the dicots, the broadleaf weed. So it doesn't hurt your grass, which is a monocot, but it does hurt all of the dicots, the broadleaf weeds. Um, so that will take care of the clover in your lawn. Um, right now the plants are starting to see that there's, we're getting less sunlight. The nights are getting cooler. They're starting to think about uh, becoming dormant. So they're grabbing all the energy from the sun that they can. They're photosynthesizing their little hearts out and, and putting a lot of energy into the roots to sustain them through the winter and to come out in the spring. So now is a great time for them to, instead of photosynthesizing, they pull in the poisons that you put down on the lawns. And that's why fall is a great time to use your broadleaf weed killer. And read right. and follow the instructions. Good, good advice. Hang on, Teresa. We'll take a bit okay. of a break here and be right back with the remaining minutes of our Smart Garden Show. 65 degrees in the Twin Cities, probably around 76 or so for a daytime high. Uh, even a warmer, sunnier day tomorrow in the Twin Cities. You stay with us. 65 now on 830. This is WCCO. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO. Every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour, thanks to good folks like Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, offering their expertise, answering those lawn and garden questions uh, this morning at 651 461 9226. I know we have a few minutes to go on the show, Teresa, so let's uh, let's do our usual lightning round maybe with, okay. uh, with some of these questions. Can I trim lilacs this time of year is one. You can trim lilacs, but you're cutting off next year's flowers. Okay. Uh, looking for a fast-growing disease-resistant shade tree. Arborists have recommended Freeman Maple and Autumn Blaze. Any others you recommend? Well, there's another... Uh, a, a, a resource they should check out their website. Right, like extension.umn.edu. I would hesitate to do any maples. I would find something else. We've got enough maples already. And uh, Autumn Blaze ha- doesn't have really good branch attachments. So I would, it, they, they drop a lot of branches. I would um, look at something else other than a maple if possible. Yeah, I think I'm going to be doing that too checking out the various trees. Is this still an okay time, Texter says, of the year to apply grub treatment to my lawn for Japanese beetles? I would have to double check, but I, I'm i not 100% sure. I don't want to say yes or no. I would go to the extension website on that right now, and I should have looked that up before. But um, it depends on how big the grubs are. If the grubs are an inch long, it's too late. If the grubs are much tinier and you can find them in the top of the soil, you can apply the grub killers. When are coneflower and zinnia seeds viable for planting? Do they have to die in the plant? What if they've been trimmed and used in a flower arrangement? Um, if you've trimmed them, they probably, it depends, uh, they probably won't be viable because you've trimmed them when they're green and they won't be ripe. So you want your seeds to be ripe. I would wait for them to dry up on the plant to use those seeds. Okay. 
Is it dangerous, this texter says, to grow vegetables in a raised garden bed when the bed is made with treated lumber? I wonder about chemicals leaching into the plants. Good question. That's a really good question. It depends on what the lumber is treated with. There was a lot of uh, arsenic and stuff in old lumber. They're not using that now. But what I would do is if if that's what you have and you have new treated lumber and you're worried about it, I would put down um, fabric. Um, between the uh, fabric cloth between the lumber and the soil. So you'll have to dig it out a little bit and put down a layer of fabric in there. And then also if I would plant flowers right next to the lumber and not eat the flowers, if you have to plant plants right next to the lumber with your veggie garden, I would then plant things like beans or tomatoes where the, the, the nutrition has to go through the entire plant. I would not plant things like lettuces where I'm eating the leaves or carrots where I'm eating the roots that are in contact with that, that, uh, that soil that could have contaminants in it. Um, but that's, that's so, yeah, that's what I would do. All right. Uh, this texture says, my onion leaves were pressed down by neighboring plants, so I can't tell when they have fallen down. How do I know when it's time to harvest? I planted middle of May. Okay, it just depends upon how big you want your onions to be. If they're still growing, if their leaves are still green and you want bigger onions, just wait and then harvest them when they're the right size. If they look all brown right now, if the leaves are brown, that's as big as the onion's going to get. But otherwise, if they're still growing, just harvest them when you're ready to eat that size of onion. Will the broadleaf weed killer, this texter says, you just talked about also kill Creeping Charlie or do I have to wait until spring to treat that? Doesn't fall the best time that you guys have recommended? Fall is is one of the best times to kill Creeping Charlie. It will kill Creeping Charlie if Creeping Charlie is listed as a weed that it kills on the label. So read the label and it will tell you. And then, yes, it will impact Creeping Charlie. You may have to treat again in the spring. Okay. Because Creeping Charlie's tough. It really is. Uh, I removed, uh, Texter says, a large willow tree working on getting all the roots out. How how long do I have to wait to plant a garden there? You can plant a garden as soon as you want there. Just understand those roots may have uh, the energy in them to send up another sprout. And then just as soon as those sprouts appear above ground, all you have to do is cut them off and keep cutting them off. And eventually all that nutrition in in the roots will be gone and you won't have any sprouts. You may see some mushrooms, some fungus come up, but that just means that those roots are decaying. They're turning into compost. They're turning into organic matter in the soil. It's absolutely nothing to worry about. And finally, I think this is going to be our last one. What makes my tomatoes soft and not firm? If they're left on the vine too long, they can just start rotting on the vine. Hmm. Uh, I can't think of anything else, really, why they would be soft, not firm. Unless okay. they're just very soft tomatoes. Maybe that's the... <laughs> they could just be that they're very soft yeah. tomato, and or they're, they have so much water in them. If you've been overwatering them, maybe they get too much, but then you'd start to see splitting, too. So I'm not quite sure why they would be really soft. It sounds like they might just be on the vine too long. Okay. Well, as we head out of here, and first of all, thank you, Teresa, for your expertise. Always, always fun to have you on the show. Uh, And remind our listeners again about that university website and maybe briefly what we can find there. Extension.umn.edu. Click on the Yard and Garden tab. You can find everything you want to learn about fruits and vegetables and flowers and 
all kinds of grass and everything you ever want to learn about um, plants, uh, how to select trees, how to contact master gardeners, what new insects are coming in, what a lanternfly is and why you should want to look for it and report it as soon as you see it. Just all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, some great reading there for sure, and you learn a lot. Thanks again, Teresa. We'll talk soon, okay? Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, helping us out here. Yeah, get on their website. You will really enjoy it, extension.umn.edu. In the meantime, coming up next hour will be our home improvement show. Andy Lindis will be answering your home improvement questions ready uh, next hour. So get those ready to ask Andy, of course, either by phone or by text. Chance of showers today here in the Twin Cities. What is our expected high? Going to be near 76 today. Uh, No mention of any precipitation for your Sunday tomorrow, any outdoor activities. Looks like a nice day tomorrow. Mostly sunny, near 79 degrees. A little warmer on Monday. Right now, north winds at 13. The dew point 63. It's a little overcast. And our CCO temperature reading, 65 degrees. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.